If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome back to our female entrepreneurs for another episode of your Circle of Influence podcast. I'm your co-host, Amy Walker. With Dr. Monica Ogando. And today we are talking about the shadow side of feminine leadership. Monica and I are all about feminine leadership. We have a book coming out this year called When Women Lead, The Seven Principles of Feminine Leadership. Mm -hmm. This is a topic we're really passionate about, but there are not everything about feminine leadership is positive, right? It's not all love and light, people. It's not all love and light. Sometimes it's uh, jealousy, cattiness, and... uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mean girls. <laughs> well, so here's what I'm going to say. The shadow side of the feminine is the most misunderstood and unacknowledged side of feminine energy, period. Never mind leadership, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we see it in our leaders, we tend to dismiss those people. So sometimes it happens with women because women tend to have a dominant feminine way of leading. So we dismiss mm-hmm. women because they're using feminine energy. But Feminine energy is not unique to, to, to women. Men also do this. But the shadow side of it, you know, it kind of harkens me back to some, a quote uh, by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. when he says, rioting is the language of the unheard. Mm-hmm. And anytime that somebody goes to their shadow side, it's usually because there's a part of themselves that has gone unacknowledged, even by themselves, um, right. or unheard or unwitnessed. And so we, we'll get into some of those aspects uh, in this sex in this segment. I, I love yeah. what we're about to get into. And I'm going to give my uh, full disclosure here that when you first said you wanted to talk about this, I was like, cool. I don't know what you're talking about, but we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> so <laughs> so I might just, you know, let you know, no, like I really didn't know what it meant. I'm like, what is oh. the shadow side of feminine leadership? Not that I don't have it. I recognize that I have it. So um, I think you're going to have probably a little bit more to add to this conversation, which is cool. Yeah, because um, the conversation is almost archetypal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just about bad habits or bad personality traits. It's like collective consciousness and how it plays out in our in our society. And when we acknowledge it, then we can move past it. What I what I do recognize is that uh, men's bad behavior is a lot more accepted. Sure. So women's bad behavior is like put on a spotlight as though it's totally unacceptable. And one of the things that drives me crazy is to watch the way that they come after female uh, athletes who are throwing tantrums, Mm -hmm. whereas male athlete athletes throw tantrums literally all the time. Mm -hmm. Like it's a regular occurrence Mm -hmm. and it's just normal. Like they're just intense. They just care about it. And I think and, uh, and advocating for themselves. Yeah. 
And, and I think in business, the way that I see this show up is when women show up in, in their weakness, they're the witch, right? And when men show up, it's like, oh, well, they're, you know, they're just really driven. That's the way that it is. So Mm -hmm. I think you're right in this um, assertion that this is a really un, it's not understood there. We haven't created space for it. And therefore I think we struggle to create space for it in ourselves and to allow Mm -hmm. ourselves to go through it. It's like, we, we try to suppress it all of the time, Mm -hmm. but just like every day has light and dark, every human has light and dark, Mm -hmm. and we can't really stay in the light all the time as much as I would like to. It's so much more fun. No, it doesn't work. The sun needs to, the sun needs to uh, go somewhere else, (laughs) or I should say if we're going to be geographically and environmentally accurate, the sun's not going anywhere. The earth is rotating, <laughs> right? <laughs> but the sun needs to go somewhere so that the moon can come out and reflect its light and so forth. So let's, let's talk about this shadow piece. Um, I don't mean shadow like evil. I don't mean shadow like bad behavior. I mean, shadow like the unseen, the mm-hmm. uncultivated. And usually it's uncultivated because it hasn't been given space to be seen, which is what the very definition of witness is, right? And so one of the ways that this shows up, and you just mentioned it in terms of like athletes, male athletes throwing tantrums and expressing their anger. Anger is one of the dark emotions that is celebrated in men and vilified in women. When women Mm -hmm. show up with their rage and their anger, if you notice, it's typically because of some injustice. It's not a blow to my ego. I'm not throwing a fucking pissy, excuse my French. <laughs> that was a, that was a, a example of the rage thing, right? Uh, I'm not throwing a tantrum because you hurt my little feelings, okay? I'm usually throwing a tantrum because somebody got murdered or because of a, 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 of a unjust or unjust call or a biased double standard call on the tennis court like Serena did some, some games ago. So the rage that that comes from the feminine is not personal. It's usually out of advocacy, but the way that it shows up is not celebrated. Mm-hmm. And it's seen and because we have a history in this society and in this country of vilifying and minimizing and infantilizing the feminine, we think it's just a little tantrum mm-hmm. to ignore and dismiss. That's the first one. The next one that I see is jealousy. And women talk, women and men talk about this about women all the time. It's like, oh, women are mm-hmm. petty and mean, girl, and blah, blah, blah. No, no, not when it's a cultivated feminine leadership um, aspects. When it's unseen and unheard, and you don't have the space to show up in your zone of genius, or your zone of genius is not as celebrated as somebody else's, that shows up as petty jealousy. And it's not jealousy. Mm-hmm. Jealousy says, uh, I want what this person has. And that's not true. I do not want five boys, Amy. <laughs> I don't want Stephen as a husband, but I love the opportunity to show up in the things that matter to me, right? I love the opportunity to show up in a way that celebrates what I'm really good at. Uh, you know, if, if you're judging a, a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will forever feel inadequate. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's not the ministry there. And if you judge, a lion by its ability to swim the depths like whales, then it will never be the queen of the, the king of the jungle in that sense. Right. right? So you, you, you have to put it where it is. Like, what is it that you're, and I, we talk about this in grace talks. We talk about it mm-hmm. in nonviolent communication. What's the need underneath? What's the conversation underneath the conversation? What's your request that has gone ignored or unaddressed? Because then when you address that, all of the other sides go by the wayside. 
I feel like with jealousy for me, a lot of times jealousy is the window to my desire. Yeah. So when I feel, when I feel jealous of some, we, we have a really good friend in common, Michelle McCullough mm -hmm. and we adore her, right? Well, mm -hmm. the Love first it. time Michelle posted about getting her book in Barnes and Noble. Oh, oh my goodness. Did jealousy flare up inside of me? Mm -hmm. And I was like, pause. What is this? Mm -hmm. Like, what is this feeling? I absolutely adore Michelle. She is one of my favorite people in the world. She worked hard for that book. She like deserved that book. And it, it was like, okay, what's at the heart of this mm -hmm. is my desire for me to have a book in Barnes and Noble, right? Like that's what I, that's what I want. Right. And so what I think sometimes comes into play with women is the second level, which is the fact that if you look at all the authors that are top ranking in Amazon, most of them are men. Mm -hmm. If you look at all the publishing deals that go out, most of them go to men. Mm -hmm. And, and so there's this, there's this sense that there's not enough space for all of us. And right. that's where I think that, that the jealousy can turn toxic. So so when I feel jealousy, I'm like, okay, desire, I see you. Mm -hmm. And then I have a practice where whenever I feel jealous, I recognize the desire. And then I go and I celebrate the woman mm -hmm. and, and like, and I say, thank you for opening this door for me. Like yeah. that's my, my mindset is okay. Because you're there, that proves that we can be there. So mm -hmm. thank you for opening the door for me. And thank you for showing me what I want. And it helps me to move, like move through it without trying to make it bad. Cause I used to yeah. feel bad when I felt jealous and now I'm like, no, it's just show me what I want. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. Um, the next one that I'm going to talk about that my final one is, um, uh, this sense of competition. And here's, and it's a nuanced one. It's a nuanced mm -hmm. one because competition is very celebrated in this country. We have yeah. an entire culture built on competition. In fact, my sister is at the Super Bowl right now, <laughs> because, you know, doing a job for, uh, in fashion for the Super Bowl, um, because the Super Bowl is the height of competition in this country. Right. Mm -hmm. And here's what I'm going to say about it. Um, when it comes to creating competitive environments so that your you can bring your best game and you can move the collective game forward, competition is a great kind of like carrot to stick in front of somebody to push them forward to their greatness, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, and in that sense, your inner locus of control is yourself. You're really just comparing yourself or co uh, co competing against your best self, your possibility, right? Um, there are some environments such as you know, uh, one team playing against another team and somebody has to get, have the higher score and then the other person is, or the other team is considered a loser, right? They lost the game. But when I'm talking about competition, it's, it's this idea to your point that says that there has to be a winner and a loser. And if I'm not the winner, then that means I am the loser. And that's, I'm going to challenge that because when you are competing in, you are your own benchmark, Mm -hmm. You are your own standard, the possibility, the higher version of yourself, your highest possibility is the, the horizon that you're playing with, then competition can become an incentive to, to evoke your best out of you, right? When it's more like, I'm going to outshine this other person, then it goes anathema to this feminine principle of success, which is the highest good for the highest number. Right. And, and that's usually a masculine way to go because usually here's what I'm going to say about this. And I know we're getting into anthropology when we're talking about this, 
But if you think about like the, the human history, collective human history, there was a point where you were literally fighting animals for your survival. Right. And it was like, <laughs> you're going to have to kill the lion or the lion's going to kill you, but right. you're not going to be walking hand in hand into the sunset. Okay. <laughs> so that kind of has carried through to our present day, modern day uh, journey, which is like, I'm going to have to kill and destroy. Otherwise I will be killed and destroyed. And we just mm -hmm. do not live in that environment anymore. We need to drop it. Right. Old rules. Yeah. It's always interesting when we have old rules that were, you know, established for a certain time in a certain place for survival mm -hmm. and the context has changed, but we're still playing by those old rules. It's like, yes. this is not the same game. <laughs> no, the map doesn't match the terrain. I always say that. Yeah. Okay. So after you explained to me what the shadow side of uh, feminine energy actually was, mm -hmm. and I knew what we were talking about, I came up with a couple. So yeah. here's mine. Mm -hmm. uh, the first one is the martyr. Yeah. So because as women, we are really good at nurturing and we're really good at caring for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we get, and I think for me, a lot of times the shadow side is showing me like where things are turned up too high. I look at it as volume, like, yeah. okay, we're, we're on a level eight or we're on a level four. And so they show up kind of differently. And when I get turned up too high and in my service, which my desire to serve, my desire to care, my ability to nurture, all of that totally mm -hmm. is strength. Mm -hmm. But when it just gets turned up to a little bit too high, it turns into a martyr mm -hmm. and it comes with resentment. Yeah. So it's that I'm doing all of these things, but instead of feeling joy and instead of doing it because I love to, and because I choose to, I'm doing it because I feel like I have to, and I'm feeling resentment for all of the people around me. Yeah. So I don't love that feeling. It never feels good to me. Yeah. And I think you're, you're hitting on something really, really important. And it, that is that the price of obligation, <laughs> it's kind of like interest and late fees and stupid taxes on a, a gesture of service. If you, on top of a gesture of service, you add a sense of obligation, then it's even more expensive, not only for you to provide it, but for the other person to receive it. Cause like, now I gotta pay you homage and now I owe you and da, 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 da. it's like, oh my God, forget it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other part of this is that it really takes away your ability to change and move through life and create the things that you want to, because when you're the martyr, you feel beholden to the roles that, that are like given to you. Mm -hmm. And so instead of them being roles that you chose, and now if I want to make changes in my life, I can just make different, you know, change. I, I have the ability to make changes everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like this, you, you lock yourself in place and say, this is my position. Yeah. I think the other one that does that as well, which is also a shadow side is victim. Mm -hmm. And so when we show up in the victim as well, like other people have placed us there and before we can move, we need permission from other people, or it's like, we need them to change before we can change. And so we, we take away our, our power, our ability to make different decisions, our ability to create what we want to create. Yeah. And then we just end up feeling really, really stuck. And I see that, um, a lot with women as they're starting on their journey of entrepreneurship, because they, they're culturally used to that, right? Like, um, 
the whole, you know, the whole, uh, stereotype of the, the martyr grandma or the martyr mom, like it's there because a lot of us grew up with moms and grandmas like that, right. Where Mm -hmm. they just, they didn't feel like they had a lot of choice. And so they showed up, they served, they did all the things, but there was always this layer of guilt behind it. Like I remember being at my grandma's house. It's like, Oh no, 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 you don't have to clean up. And then her cleaning up and mumbling and grumbling the whole time Mm -hmm. that she was doing everything by herself. And I was like, I'm so confused right now. Like, did you want me to clean up? Because you told me not to clean up and I'm 13 years old. And so if you tell me not to clean up, I'm like, sweet, you know, like, right. It didn't make any sense to me, but there was a, there was a different cultural context. And so I think when we step into entrepreneurship, which is a space that requires you to make a lot of choices. Mm-hmm. And you're, you've grown up in a, in a context where you were, you, you didn't have, have as many, yeah, there wasn't as much movement. It, it feels incongruent and it's a skill that you really have to learn. It's something oh, you really good. have to pay attention to and, yeah. and look like, okay, am I, am I, when I, when I feel like I have to, this is one of my pet peeves when people, when women say that they need to ask their husband for permission, I'm like, no, 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 you can ask him for support. I ask my husband for support all the time, but I'm not asking my husband for permission. I asked my dad for permission when I was a child, right? I asked my mom for permission when I was a child. Even by the time I was an older teenager, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm driving two States away and I'm paying for gas. So what are you going to do about it? You you, you pass that point where you're not going to ask for permission anymore. And so I think that it's a practice skill that the best way I know to develop it is to actually spend time with women who own that skill Mm -hmm. and watch how they move through with grace. It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to show up in a way that's like jerky or, you know, at, at the expense of someone else, but to watch women go after what they want and claim it and choose it in a way that is powerful for them. And that is, is, is uplifting the people around them. And you realize like, Oh, when she goes after her greatest, highest self, she elevates everyone around her. It's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I could have learned that any other way than Mm -hmm. through mentorship and through being in that space with other successful women. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just welcome to the human condition. We learn through modeling, right? So it's like, yeah. we, that's how we learn language because our parents spoke to us in our native tongue. That's how we learned the de- next language because somebody else spoke to us in that, you know, and that's how we learn behaviors by watching it be done in, in other places. And that's why representation in media is so important because if you can see yourself mirrored back some in, in, in those kinds of media, then you can open up the possibility that it is also available to you. Yeah, so absolutely. Now, the, the other thing is that the pendulum swings both ways. I mean, just like we can swing into victim and martyr and woe is me. And blah, 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 then there's the other side of that. What, what were you going to say about that, Amy? Uh, the diva energy of like, mm-hmm. it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And um, you will cater to me and my whims are the most important whims. And sometimes when I see that show up, because I, I do see that too. You've seen that. I mean, especially when you work with speakers, mm-hmm. um, a, there's a certain amount of ego that all speakers carry, but some mm-hmm. push it into the level of diva. And it's almost like, I just wonder, I'm like, who who Aren't and <laughs> when were you not listened to that yes. you feel like it has to be all about you in order for you to have space? Yeah. You know, like right. it just, it's interesting. So yeah. 
I know we're just about out of time here and uh, I love these deep conversations that we have. So I want to know what you guys are seeing as some of your shadow sides and not in a way that is making you wrong or bad, but just acknowledgement Mm -hmm. where, where is the shadow side showing up for you? What can you learn from it? So let us know in the comments. We absolutely love hearing from you. And if you're new and this is your first time joining us, make sure that you subscribe. We release new episodes every week on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, pretty much anywhere you could want to watch or listen to a podcast. We'll be there. Yes. Awesome. Thanks everybody. Talk to you soon.